Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We are a listener-supported outreach of Be Broken Ministries, and we exist to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Lots of men over the years have shared the sentiment of the following statement, Hey, I'm good as long as I can stay out of my own head. And as we have unpacked this idea with men who've shared this, there have been four key thoughts that typically keep guys from feeling safe within their own minds. So in today's episode, Stephen and I are going to share these four thoughts. They are, number one, shame, two, old stories, three, core fear, and four, unhealthy fantasies. You know, when you can understand how these thoughts operate and then how to combat them, you can reclaim that territory in your mind for hope, peace, and joy. For more resources, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And friends, we always appreciate it when you're willing to rate and review the podcast to help others find it. All right, let's dive into this conversation. All right, Mr. Steven Cervantes. Yes, here, present. We are, we are back again at it. And um, man, I'm, I'm excited. You know, we are recording these at the end of Ooh, 2023, which just feels yes. like I've felt for a while now, like we're, we're getting into like Star Trek dates. You know, <laughs> I'm going like 2023, 2024, oh, you know, I'm like, anyway, so Sheesh. I never... Uh, I, I never imagined what it would be like to live in mm. this time. But, you know, one thing I always remember from you is is to always give yourself grace every day because none of us have never been here before, right? Yeah, so. I've never done this before. Have you ever li- lived this age at this time in this body where it is? You ever I've, been here before? I've never been in this day before. Never. Yeah. And the other part I say is we're all faking it. Yeah. <laughs> I never been this age before. I could be a great forty year old because I know what to do at forty that would have changed the future. But I did a lot of dumb things. And well, we were just talking about how my uh, my my daughter just turned twenty three, and I'm thinking I would be a great father of her as a ten year old. Right now, you know, like, now, now, like, you can go back. But the problem is, she's not ten anymore. You know, so <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, we. So everybody's faking it. We don't know what we're doing. We never. We're doing the best we can, walking with God in humility, right? But these, I've heard this statement, and you've heard this statement, and and I, I love when somebody says something. I, I have to pull it apart and go. I wonder what that means. Mm-hmm. What what could that mean? So this guy says, "I am good. I'm I'm really good as long as I stay out of my own head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good. It's when I go into my own head. 
Which and I thought, what? Yeah, it, you know, on its face, I think we have an idea of what someone means by that. But when I think about it, and I can kind of be a little word nerd and okay, things like good. that. Let's hear when it. I think about it, I'm like, how's that even practically possible? To go into your own head. To stay out of my own head. Oh, to stay out of my own head. How can I stay out of my own head? Like, where do I... I live from I, my head, right? I can't go anywhere else. So, but, but this is a really good point. Because remember, if you're outside yourself, why are people watching, binging on Netflix? Why do people love Hallmark happy ending movies? Why do they flip, 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 flip on their phones and for hours? They're outside themselves. Yeah, and I think another way that I would maybe describe that is we are we are we gravitate towards something that's going to divide us, like separate us. Okay, yeah, it is like, a division. I yeah. wanna say I wanna I wanna there's and the way I would put it is it's almost like this statement is saying there are places in my head or places in me that I don't want to go to. And so I've got to separate myself from that through whatever the other And stuff we could might use be, separate know. or escape. Yeah. Right? Because I want escape from me. And look, you help me. If I look at you and I talk about your life and I laugh and do whatever you want to do, you understand, I park me. Right, right. So when I go to the internet, I park me. When I go to movies and... And binging, and I park me. I don't have to go live with me. But when it's quiet and I'm alone, all my stuff floods me. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm in my head. Then I'm back point, in right? my head. Yeah. And so we're always going to distractions, fantasy escaping, or being back me alone with me. And I really want to get away from me because I don't even like me. So, so I, I pick four things that torment us that live in our head. That we're wanting to get away from. Yeah, right and if we could shift them, change them, learn them, move them, add to do anything, we might live better in our own head. Okay. So the first one is shame. So a little review of shame. In my, and this is my definition, okay? These are things that I think, okay? Other people think other things, great. So when you're listening to our podcast, you're listening to what Jonathan thinks and what I think. That's it. Yeah. Right? And you want some other views? Well, go find them. Because we're going to tell you ours, because we're trying to live healthy, whole lives that make sense, and then challenge you to live that way too. Mm -hmm. So what is shame? Shame is bad thoughts spoken over me. You are stupid. You're dumb. You're not good enough. Nobody wants you're bad. You're a loser. You, 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 you. And what happens after I hear that enough, I start using that language to punish myself. You're so stupid. You hear people, you're so stupid. I mean, if you could hear what they were saying to themselves, you, you always screw up. You're such a screw up. You never get it right. Look at how, look how dumb you are. D don't you ever learn you, 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 bad, you, you, you. That's shame. Now, you want to add anything to it? Yeah, my kind of my simple definition of shame is any false identity statement spoken over you. Because, you know, even as you're saying those things, I, I you know, you're bad. You're the. What are those? Those are actually identity statements. It's not just saying you did something bad or you did something wrong. It's saying you are bad and you are wrong. And in those cases, those are identity statements. When, again, not to get too far ahead or anything in terms of like how do you shift that, is the idea of 
But what did God say when he made everything? He said, it's good. Yeah. My creation is good. And so we have to be able to understand those statements that come at us, whether it's outside of us or they end up starting turning in our own head. If they are false identity statements, that's shame. Got it. So separate you from I statements. Shame you statements. And he's exactly right. They are all identity. You're bad. You're dumb. You're a loser. You can never figure it out. And you're not like us. And we don't like you. You, 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 you. And so shame was, we didn't come up with this on our own. It was spoken over us as children. Mm -hmm. You're never going to learn. You can't learn. You, 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 you everywhere. So check your head. Any you statements are false identity because they're not God identity statements. And, And since we're kids and we didn't know, we picked some of them up. And people would punish us, and now we punish us. Oh, you're so stupid. You never learn. Maybe I'll learn. We punish children and make them, we swat them, and try to make them better. Or we slap their hand. We, we do something to, to help them be better. So what do we do? We punish ourselves. You, you, you. We get, you, you, you. And it's like, what? Why are you calling yourself false identity? God never says these you statements. So we're, telling, we're going over four areas Area number one, lay down all you bad identity statements today, end them all. And if you say it, you say, no, I don't want to say that anymore. I'm not going to say that about myself. I'm done saying that about me. Say that out loud in a prayer to God. I'm done, God. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's shame. Yeah, and then and one of the things that I would add to that is not only there's a I think there's two parts to that. One is absolutely having that rejection mindset of saying, "Hey, when those things pop into my head, I want to reject them." But at the same time, then I want to encourage you today to start going on a journey of of discovery of, "Okay, what is true about my identity?" Amen. So go on the journey of discovering what does God say about who I am? Good. And therefore, that's a way to do not only the rejection, but replacement. And make a right note thought. on yeah. yours at the bottom. Let's close with that again. Yeah. Okay? So number two is the old stories. My life. Man, when you look back and you think, I should have turned right and I turned left. I should have done this and I did that. If only I'd done A instead of B. Mm. Right? There are all these junctions where we made the wrong choice. And you just look back. There were opportunities and pathways, and people were giving visions. They were teaching about disciplines and, and, and pushing yourself. And, 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 and we took the wrong path. And we see where it took us. Um, so there's old stories that are really true. And, and can you forgive yourself? For, for being human, everybody's got hundreds of bad stories that live in their head. Well, and I think you speaking about forgiveness is a big deal because I think, man, there's so many people that are, that are spending a lifetime growing bitter mm. because of the old stories that live in their head. Amen. Old stories of either somebody doing them wrong or them doing somebody else wrong. Yes. And, and then there's a sense in which I'm going to hold on to that. And those stories just keep popping up. Sometimes the stories don't just pop up. The stories are brought up 
Like, I want to hold on to that anger. I'm wanting to hold on. Now, I know we said here, I'm good as long as I can just stay out of my head. But let's be honest. We, we still, we live in our heads, right? Yeah, yeah. So we can't, we're always going to be bumping up against that part of our mind and our thoughts that we say we want to escape from or medicate or whatever. But the reality is, is it's there. And when it pops up, I think there's lots of different options that we have around old stories. Some is we can just try to, Almost try to make it seem as if they could be erased, like make them not exist. Yeah, can't. But I think some sometimes what we do is we can go into them mm-hmm. in an unhealthy way, of like, oh, that's right, that person did me wrong, and I am going to hang on to that. You know what? I'm I'm even going to get a journal out, and now I'm going to just write on, not as a cathartic way to mm-hmm. like release it, but I'm going to now. I mean, I knew a I knew a woman who um, her her mom kept a. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. Just for the sake of this conversation, I'll say it was like the, a gotcha journal mm-hmm. where she literally wrote down every wrong that she did. Uh, like her her mother would write down every wrong oh, gosh. that that child did against her yeah. and kept it. Not for not to forgive, not to do, but it's like, okay, that's, that's yeah, those old yeah, stories, that's right? weird. So here's what I do. When an old story and a bad decision I made where I hurt somebody else, took advantage, I lied or deceived or, you know, whatever I did that I now regret, I start to take control back of my mind with my faith Mm -hmm. because the Father has forgiven us. So I say, I forgive Stephen. I forgive Stephen. I forgive Stephen. Seven times, I forgive Stephen. I... The story is up. You do this stupid thing. Why didn't your life would be different? I forgive Stephen. Because it's me in the story that has to be punished or forgiven. I forgive Stephen. Say it seven times. Well, No, say it and then. Because I want them them to, I'm going to ask them next. Would you say it seven times? I forgive Jonathan. 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 You do it now. Yeah. I forgive. Say your name. Say with me. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. Say your name. I forgive. Say it with me. I forgive. I forgive. This is a holy moment. We're walking the very spirit of God who says, I can't wait to forgive you. Please stop. Stop beating yourself up. I forgave you. Please forgive you. And if you couldn't do it with us, I hope you can do it at bedtime when it's quiet. And when you get lost and a story wants to torment you, immediately, seven times, say, I forgive. And then say your name and say it out loud so it has maximum power. It's prayer when it's said out loud. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. now you may well, jump in and say whatever. Well, I was going to say, I think that whole issue of, of forgiveness is critical really in in some ways in in all of these areas i mean there's going to be a, there could be a component of forgiveness in all i mean you think about shame right if if we continue to 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 bury ourselves in those lies of shame mm-hmm. we are not living under the forgiveness of god because we're god is saying hey you to me are worth the life of my only son mm. Guess what? Jesus didn't just bear your sin, Stephen. He bore your shame. Mm. You don't have to carry it anymore. You don't have to have that shame. You also don't have to have 
the the shame that can come through the old stories, right? Of saying, oh, that was a stupid mistake, or oh, that was so, I can't believe I did that. And oh man, you know, I, I just, I messed that up forever, whatever mm-hmm. the old story is. The same thing, forgiveness has to come through to say, are you going to keep bearing that? Mm. Or are you going to recognize that my son buried, bore that on the cross? Like, like mm. There's a sense in which all of that is connected. And I believe the key for us being able to be okay in our own heads is forgiveness. Amen. So it applies to all of these. That's good. So remember, we're going to the four areas that torment you in your head. The third one is a core fear. If we could boil everything down, and we like repetition and simplicity and reducing things so we can manage them, we all have a core fear, a main fear that drives everything. And mine is, I'm not good enough. So I'm Hispanic. My father dropped out of school in grade school. You know, we don't have much money. I have no athletic ability. I don't have any skills. I'm ADD. I can't even, I can just get through school, right? I'm not good enough. I mean, I see every struggle confirmed that I'm not good enough. And so at that thing, if I ever break down, what's driving it all is this core fear. I'm not good enough. What is your core fear? I mean, it's similar. I've kind of, I've kind of stated in different ways okay. over the years, but I think a lot of it has to do with I can't succeed, or in other words, I, I'm not going to be able to to really, you know, get the the home run. I'm not really going. Which there's a lot of irony in that, mm-hmm. because by God's grace, I had a lot of skill in certain areas, but the fear was there, which I think was driven by shame. Which was like, okay, well, I may be able to hit this bar, this mark here, which is better than eighty percent of everybody else, but I can't get to a hundred percent. But I would words, say shame is part of it. I would not. I don't think shame, unless shame. I think it feeds it, but it's not. It, right, right. See, I decided this. Shame is spoken over me, and I repeat. But the core fear is what I've decided, and I scare myself with this belief. Mm-hmm. Because I failed, I'm not good enough. Because you didn't want me to go to your party, I'm not good enough. Because I didn't make the team, I'm not, right? It's yeah. purely my deduction and belief system about me. So, and yours is, I will not hit the home run. I will not be successful. I will fall short. Yeah, Right, and you must have had experiences that make that make sense, mm-hmm. and then you believe that that's a fear. It doesn't change. You don't have a new one tomorrow. You know. Remember, we only have one story, and and look, we can differ on this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but see, I think fear, because God is the opposite of what this is. Right. Right. This is the very thing that scares me the most that I hide the deepest so that people want to be, they want to control so you can't see my fear, right? They mm-hmm. want to be perfect so so my fear isn't true, right? They worry so they're always on guard so they're not surprised because I don't want my fear to come up. So I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of examples okay. to help you maybe understand what this fear is and maybe you can, you can you know, we have a little counseling session here for <laughs> Go a second. Go for it, bro. So like every time that I get booked to speak, yep. Or like right now, there's a potential 
uh, book partnering deal that I'm working on, kind of co-authoring a thing. Every time I get those kind of things, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that says, that's awesome. And the very next thought I have is, crap, I'm scared to death because this. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm, I'm it's probably going to be, you know, will, will it even be something that's of value? Will anybody be uh, impressed or moved by this? Will Will I be able to actually come up with something to say that is of any merit or any value to another person? Will I be able to actually write this thing and it be any good? You know, there's just this sense of like, I won't make the mark, you know? Right, because then, because what you bring will fall short. So that's why it ends up being not not good enough. It's good, but it's going to fall short. Well, they're going to like it, but it wouldn't be that good, right? There's always a falling short, mm-hmm. like enough. Because oh, yeah. Because if you just bring you and go, I brought me, God, and me, we went there as a team, and I brought it, and that's all I had, and that's how I give it to him, I give it to you, that's enough, mm-hmm. right? But but you hear, fell short, will they like it? Can I do it? Can I deliver, you know, enough, enough? Will enough. it actually help anybody? You well, know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it'll, it might help some, but will, will it help enough? Right. I mean, if you, right? So, and I'm not sure that that's not a universal fear. The more I think about this, I mean, everybody listening out there is mm-hmm. resonating with, oh, I felt like I wasn't enough. Yeah. I wasn't good enough. And I can tell you the stories. They didn't pick me. I was in the back of the class. I didn't make the, I wasn't with the popular kids. Uh, they did that, but I didn't do it. My family never traveled. They all traveled. <laughs> not enough, not enough. Right? We're all, so there's a core fear. You, you can believe it or not. It's okay. I've just been doing this, and this is the language that I like and I use. If you got different language, do it. I, you don't have to be me, be you. Mm-hmm, yeah. But there's a fear from childhood. And if we don't let the father answer the fear, we keep trying to, and, and, right, right? Because I think the second part of what you say is, I don't know if I'm be good enough, but it's all I have. And I'm going to do it unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he's always going to say, good job. Oh, that's where I always have to end up. In fact, one of, the, one of my favorite verses, and I, I should be better at actually being able to give you the reference, um, is is the idea that perfect love casts out fear, mm. or complete whole love casts out fear? Yeah. And there's the sense of when I go, okay, in, in what way has God loved me? Well, it's pretty perfect. Mm. You know, it's perfect. So, it's whole. It's so when you understand what you're telling me. I know it in my head. Yeah. In my soul, it has not up. has mm-hmm. not released it yet. Yeah. It still lives in my soul, and I'm trying to figure out how to make that fear. Be small and quiet and God's truth big. Because yeah. all of that, I don't think we can get rid of these things. No, right? not in this life. Yeah. No, because they're part of our story. Make your story go away. Make all these things go away. Just don't be who you've been. And then we can make them all go away. Yeah. But this connects to a thousand stories. And I think what we're talking about here, and this is, I think, important to say at this point, is you know the statement. I'm good as long as I can just stay out of my own head. I think it's very important that we remember the stuff we're talking about here. You're going to be in an ongoing journey and relationship with all these things inside of you, but that doesn't mean that it's hopeless. 
That doesn't mean that there can be, can't be progress. I mean, there can be progress on fighting shame. There can be progress on That's how right. you respond to those old stories. Yes. There can be progress on dealing with your core fear. Amen. In fact, one of the things that I've learned from you that I really like, especially about the core fear, is you know, I've been able to start seeing that fear in a different light. I see it as like, oh, guess what? Fear is telling me again, yeah. there's something more that I can work on here, and there's another way that I can respond, and, and I've got that. options. And Right, then fear has a purpose, mm-hmm. and it's okay that it's there. We don't have to make it go away. It does not have to be the monster that swallows me exactly. and says you have no other option than to drown in your fear. Yeah, It's like, no, I've got lots of options here, but fear is reminding me, hey, one of those is yes. how do I respond to fear? You know, that's it. What am I going to do? Because I'm not going to be perfect and I'm going to do a really good job. I'm going to try really hard and I'm going to submit to God. But I love what you just said because you just confirmed the core fear idea. Because when you said, Oh, I got to write a book, I've got to write with this friend, I got to give a speech, every time, every time, what comes up? The same thing. Your core yeah. fear comes up. Mm-hmm. Says, Up, oh, you're going to fall short. Somebody's going to be disappointed. They won't think you did enough. Right? And, and that's it. It's that simple that we all have one core fear. And I love what you just said. When it comes up and says you're not going to do it perfect, then you say, hey, fear, you're right. I'm not going to do it perfect. That's the God's job. I'm the guy. I deliver what I can. I turn it over to the God, and it's his. He made me. That's all I got. That's all I got. I do it under the Lord. So fear, thank you for reminding me and prompting me and shaking me to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. So this, go on. I was just going to say this core fear is why I've uh, uh, spent less and less time on social media in recent years. <laughs> A lot of people are saying that. Because oh everything about social media is what? Basically saying, hey, you, I'm going to complain about you. I'm going to make a nasty comment about what you just said. I don't, I don't agree with you. I think you're, you're stupid or whatever. You and you've fallen short. You've fallen. You right. disappoint me. You let me down. You, you're bad. You, it triggers your core fear. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So remember, four things. We've covered three now. This is number four. Unhealthy fantasies. So think about this. When you watch a Disney movie, it's a fantasy. Mm -hmm. Okay? And and even, this is going to sound questionable, even heaven is unbelievable. It's almost fanciful. How can I believe streets of gold? You know, how can I, walls that go up, all these, a city that comes down. It's, right, but there's healthy fantasy and there's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. We know porn, uh, lust, objectifying, that's an unhealthy fantasy. And we know thinking about heaven and the life to come, it's, it's daydreaming, it's visualizing, it's fantasy, because we're not there, mm-hmm. right? When we're there, we can call it reality, right? But, but we can't even, we don't even know how to describe it. We have to make up a picture of God because we haven't seen God, right? We have to use our imagination. So when we do fantasy, imagination work, visualization, in a good way, it helps us. But sometimes our brain wants to go, hey, don't you remember when you had this fantasy and this thing happened? Don't you want to replay it? Let's replay the fantasy again. It's not a good fantasy. It's not going to help. It's not going to make you better. It's practicing bad skills. But your brain is going to offer it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of times the the unhealthy fantasies, uh, one distinction that I would make between, let's say, what we might call healthy fantasy versus unhealthy fantasy is 
I believe all the unhealthy fantasies are actually trying to draw you away Mm. from what is good. It's trying to draw you away from your healthy relationships. It's trying to draw you away from God. It's trying to draw, it's drawing you away. Whereas I believe healthy fantasy is pushing you into reality. It's pushing you into like, so for instance, Mm. if I have, if I have a, and I could tie this in maybe with even old story. If I, you know, my wife and I were just about to celebrate 28 years of of marriage. I can pull up some old uh, trips that we've gone on, and in some ways, I even though that was a real experience, I can I can replay it in my mind, and and there can be a good thing to that to saying, you know what, I, I'd love to plan another trip like yes. that. So there's a way that that's pushing me toward, yes, you know, relationships and what's healthy. That's Whereas right. the unhealthy stuff, it's always trying to pull me away. It's trying to pull me into yeah. myself. It's trying to pull me away from what's good and right. That's good. So we hope. This statement we started with, I'm good as long as I just stay out of my head, that you'll take that as a challenge mm-hmm. because it's so easy to, to, to escape into fantasy, could be clean fantasy, but to go away. But, but God offers us an opportunity to be transformed and be about the renewal of the mind. Right. He, that's his business. He wants to do it. The question is, do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so hopefully this will give you some tools to start to even kind of dissect and understand your own head, right? Yeah. Like, what are, the, what are the shame lies that are in my head? What are the old stories? What are the, what's the core fear? What are some of these fantasies? And don't feel like today you have to work on all of them at once. Maybe what we've been talking about, one thing in particular really popped up and you said, man, I've been hanging on to that old story or I've never even explored what my core fear is. Just pick one thing and say, I want to work on that for the next you know, three weeks or whatever. I just really want to focus on that. Um, and Stephen, you've got some resources to help with like a oh, lot good. of the emotional growth and everything, right? So I'm writing posts for drmarriage.org. That's who I am, drmarriage.org. Uh, but I'm putting out daily posts. So if you if you like this, if you like another thought, if you want to read a thought a day, drmarriage.org. Yeah. Well, listeners, we want to help you take your next best step on your journey to wholeness in Christ. And Amen. so please reach out to us. And we're so glad that you've been with us on the Pure Sex Radio program. We look forward to seeing you back here again next time. Take care. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.